Welcome to the Holistically Healthy Podcast, where I, Sedona Treganing, nutritional therapy practitioner and NASM certified trainer, bust health myths and teach you how to become the healthiest, most confident version of you. Hey, welcome back to the Holistically Healthy Podcast. Today's going to be a solo episode, just going to be me. And I really wanted to talk about how to find a program that actually works for you because how many of you listening have tried to sign on with a coach or maybe they bought a program online and they either never really followed it at all or they tried to follow it, but it just wasn't working for them. And I know that this has also happened to me. This is definitely something that I've experienced. So what I want you to get out of this episode is finding a program that's going to work for you and getting your mind prepared to make the changes necessary within that program. Because what we're going to talk about in step three, when I get to step three, is kind of the idea of, you know, you have to be willing to make changes because clearly what you're doing right now is not working for you, right? So it's not like you're just going to buy a program and things are just going to magically change. You have to be open and willing to allow for that change. We're going to break this up into three steps here. And these are steps that I think are most important after being a coach for over seven years, both in person and online. And I just wanted to share some insight with you. I guess we can start with step one. Step one is going to be the obvious, right? Like find someone you trust. When I say someone that you trust, I want you to think about all the hundreds of trainers that you see online, the trainers that you see in the gym, et cetera. And when I say trust, there's a couple things that I want you to really think about. Number one is going to be, do you like this person? A lot of the times you can see someone online and maybe they're really good at marketing and you're like, screw it, I'm just going to sign on with them. I know this happened to me when I was looking for a bikini competition coach when I was 16 years old. I was on Instagram and I saw someone that looked phenomenal. She was an IPB pro, but then I realized, oh, I don't even really like this person. I don't really have values that align with her, but I I just kind of signed on immediately with her because I liked the way she looked. So it's really important to like the person that you're signing on with. Do they have the same values? You know, if you're someone who is super in the middle with politics, is the person you're signing on with super hard right or super hard left and they impose their views on you? Or is it maybe you're part of the LGBTQ community and then you sign on with someone that is super against that? You know, basic things like that. But do you like them? And that's really important. You want to make sure you're vetting the person to make sure that you actually like them and that you don't have to be the exact same person, but you a lot of those values align. The second step is going to be, do you admire them? Okay, do you like the person? But do you want to be them, basically? Again, there was one business coach that I signed on with. I've done this a lot, actually, now that I'm saying this out loud. But there was one business coach I signed on with. And again, I was in a point in my life where I was fearful about not having my business be successful or growing. And I signed on frantically with this coach that I was recommended. And as I got to know him, I realized this guy is a mess. He's all over the place. He doesn't treat his employees well. His employees are overworked. When we were on calls, he would be burping. He would just seem kind of out of it, where it seemed like his health wasn't the best. There's nothing wrong with burping. But when you're always burping and throwing up in your mouth, it's kind of like, huh, maybe there's a stress component going on with him. And maybe I don't want to be a business owner like him because I don't want to be stressed. Other things like admiring them. Do you admire how they talk to people? You know, something I try and do is I like to share screenshots of my messages with clients so that people can see, okay, you know, I'm not the stern type of coach that some people are. And some people really like stern coaching, but that's not who I am. 
So if you are watching my posts and you see the way I talk with clients, if you're not, oh, I want to be like this person, like I really like the way she communicates, then don't work with me. So make sure that you really admire them and that there's someone that you really want to be like, because if you have a good coach, like it's kind of like mentorship. I mean, I talk to my clients all the time and when they check in with me, it's not like a one word response. It's actually like, hey, let me give you some ideas on how to progress forward. Let's talk about this, et cetera. And then the other thing is like, are they pressuring you into change or do they actually inspire you to change? This is something that, you know, it's hard as a coach to not pressure people into change sometimes because marketing, but you don't want to find someone that is so markety and so fear-based marketing. For example, let's say your goal is, oh, I have to lose 20 pounds. Like if their marketing is just, oh, you're going to die if you don't lose weight or you're going to develop all these diseases and blah, blah, blah. If they're just doing a lot of pressuring and let's say they're reaching out to you on a consistent basis and they're pushy, et cetera, I wouldn't recommend signing on with them again because they're pressuring you and that type of communication would make me feel like, okay, they just want my money. They don't actually care about my well-being. So that was step one is like finding someone you trust, finding someone you admire and making sure that they're not pressuring you into the change. Now, two is going to be to find a program from someone that has done this themselves or they have experience. One example of this was I know this one person who is a coach and ironic because she coaches people on how to restore their menstrual cycle, but she has never restored her menstrual cycle herself. Now, I'm sure she could still give really valuable advice. I'm sure that I think she's certified or something. I don't think it's hormone specialist type of certification, but I know she's somewhat certified. So maybe she does know a little bit of what she's talking about. But the issue is, and I've seen this as I've worked with different coaches myself throughout the years, is that people don't understand what you're going through if they've never consecrated themselves. For this person, like, yeah, she may know different herbs that you can add in, but clearly there's something missing for her to where she hasn't been able to heal her own menstrual cycle or restore her own menstrual cycle. Actually, I can use myself as an example. When I first started coaching people on digestive health, I'll admit my gut still wasn't 100%. And at that time, I, again, I, I full transparency, like I probably shouldn't have been coaching people on digestive health a few years ago because I know so much more now that I didn't know back then. And now my gut is in a really good spot. And it's because I've learned so much from that point. And so that's where it's really important to, to hire someone that kind of knows what they're talking about. And they actually walk the talk or talk the walk the talk. Wait, what is it saying? <laughs> I think that, that's what that's what the saying is. You get what I'm saying. Okay. And just another point too is just if you are struggling with something specifically, like example, another coach I had worked with, he was very big on digestive health and hormones, but he was a man. And he also had never really struggled with digestive health or women's hormones. And so I found that conversing with him, he was very insensitive. He didn't really have patience. And that's where I also found like, okay, it just wasn't a good fit. It doesn't have to be a solid requirement, but it is going to be really helpful if they have experienced similar challenges that you have been experiencing. And I will also just do a little caveat here. That's why I am so grateful for all of the struggles I've been through because I've been through so much of what my clients have been through. For example, the eating disorders, the digestive issues, the hormone issues, lack of period, skin issues. And that's where, again, I feel very happy that I've been through all of that because it allows me to relate to other people. And that has been one of the most helpful things for myself as a coach in just helping others. So that was step two. So have they done this themselves? Do they have the experience? Do they have knowledge? And then step three. So this is going to be the most important. 
And this is something that I struggled with for so long and that held me back for so long. And I see this challenge so many clients. I mean, only a small, small fraction of clients actually understand this. And those are the clients that do a full 180 on their life. And that's not to say that other people can't make changes. But if you don't understand this one concept, then the changes that you're making, it's not going to be a full lifestyle change. So step number three is going to be be willing to let your old self die in order to let your new self be reborn. I want you to think about that for a second. When you're thinking about this, think about, okay, what is my old self and what is my my new self? I think I talked about it before, but on one of the episodes, we were talking about the whole manifestation and how that can be really helpful in just overcoming health issues because it allows you to start visualizing, okay, what do I actually want to become? And that gives you the basis of like, what what is my overall goal? And when you think about that often, like, what do I want to become? It helps you start to align your actions with what you want to become. And when we're talking about letting your old self die in order for that new self to be reborn, once you get clear on your goals and how you want to be this new version of yourself, you have to be willing to let that old version of yourself go because you can't fix yourself and have the same habits and have the same problems, right? Like you can't get to that higher version of yourself and still be the same person. And I think a lot of us, including myself, we forget that, oh, we actually have to make significant changes to get to that that version of that, that next person that we want to be. One way to make this easier is just thinking about Jenga. So I don't know if you guys have ever played Jenga before, but it is that game. You can always look it up after you're listening to the podcast or while you're listening. But Jenga is a game where you have blocks and it builds a tower and it's a balancing game. So when you pull out one block, your goal is to keep the tower standing. But eventually, as you keep pulling out blocks, that tower is going to collapse. And when we think about Jenga, let's say that your life is Jenga and the blocks are all of your problems that are making up your ego. And when you pull out one block and you pull out one problem, you remove one problem, maybe that is, okay, I am committing to sleeping eight hours a night. Then, okay, the tower might still be standing. Maybe the next block that we pull out is, okay, I am going to commit to training three days a week for more muscle mass. Okay, that's another block. Now, once we keep pulling out blocks, though, let's say we have a block and there's a lot of pressure on that block and that's what's really holding the tower up, that the tower as in that egoic self. Let's say that one block that's holding a lot of pressure is, okay, I have to stop my codependency patterns with my partner. When you pull out that block, your tower is going to start to crash. So that idea of you is going to start to crash. That's where the concept of, okay, you have to to die in order for this new self to be reborn because right now you are your problems. Like you are your IBS, you are your migraines, you are your hormonal issues. That's what your identity is. And so that identity has to change. And so when you commit to a coaching program, you have to be open and willing to making those changes to build back that self that you want to become. So hopefully this makes sense for you guys. But I think that's the most important thing that people need to understand when they're going into a coaching program is that change needs to happen. And the last thing that I'll say on this is that when you're thinking about, oh my gosh, I'm thinking about all these problems I have. I'm thinking about the toxic relationship I'm in. I'm thinking about, okay, yeah, I probably do have to stop drinking or I do have to cut off these friends. Or maybe it's, okay, I do have to spend the money and move out of my parents because I don't have a good relationship with my parents. 
all of this is super scary. But I just want to remind you, too, that this is why so many people are stuck in the same situation that they are in. This is why we have so many people commenting on Instagram on people that are happy and they're trying to tear the happy people down because they are too afraid in themselves to make those changes to become that higher version of themselves. Because there are so many people out there that are just living a mundane life, not very happy, miserable. They aren't excited to get up and out of bed. But can you imagine if you were to make those changes? If the whole world were to make those changes, it'd be a whole, it'd be crazy, right? But if you are to make those changes and you just accept the fact that this is hard, I mean, you can create the life that you've been wanting to create. You can create the life that you've been trying to manifest and in the dreams that you've had of what your life could be or things that you just thought were imaginary. Those things could all be possible. But again, things have to change, right? So I just wanted to leave you with that. And I hope that after this podcast, you can think about, okay, what do I need to start tearing down to build this version of me? And I just wanted to mention as well, something that I have been really enjoying with my coaching is helping people just create that version of themselves that they haven't been able to achieve in so long because their coaching programs don't really include the whole idea of like the mentorship and okay how do we improve your mentality and how do we help you build the courage to make these changes so if you are looking for a holistic coaching program that is you know nutrition movement and mindset based and spirituality based definitely check out the link below. I'll link to our website and I'll also put a link to my Instagram. You can always DM me. But this is where I really just love our coaching. And I think it's so powerful because it is the one program, at least that I know of, that really dives deep into what's holding you back from making those changes. Okay, I hope to hear from you. Again, let me know if you have any questions on what our coaching program is. I would love to help you. And also, I really hope that you enjoyed this podcast. And even if you don't work with me, I hope that you enjoyed these steps as to how to actually make changes and find a program that works for you. So that's it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening and I will talk to you soon. Thanks again for listening to the Holistically Healthy podcast. If you enjoyed, make sure to leave a review as I will be picking one of you to win a free consultation with me every quarter. If you want more information or immediate help, head to www.wholenothingback.net and apply for coaching.